Do you ever wish things in life would go a lot faster? For us here at your Manchester, it's the wait until we get some warmer weather in the north. Oh, and the wait between the seasons of dynasty. We wouldn't mind speeding through the washing up either. Do you know what else is better when it goes faster? Your broadband. And luckily for us Mancunians, Talk Talk's Future Fibre is now here in Manchester and with speeds of up to a whopping 900 megabits per second. It's fast enough to handle anything you can throw at it. And it's great talk talk value too. While it might not do the washing up for you when it comes to downloading our podcast or booking tickets to the latest plays here in Manchester, then ultra-fast and ultra-reliable broadband using the latest technology is just what you need. To find out more, search Talk Talk Future Fibre, subject to local availability. Well, a very good evening to each and every one of you joining me, Miss Belinda Scandal, and... Miranda McAvoy. How are you, Flower? I'm doing very well. How are you? It's been gorgeous weather today. It has. It's been stunning. You've not done nothing nice? I've just been here. Just I've been just here. been here, dealing with a plethora of celebrities. Oh, well, you know, we are like, we are in demand. <laughs> we are in demand, yes. <laughs> uh, there's so much going on around Manchester, uh, and we're going to be talking to a few of the fabulous people very, very soon. On the mm. show tonight, we've got Danielle Steers. Yes. Who else? We've also got Adam Cooper. And, of course, the legend that is Davina DeCampo will be joining us in a little while as well. In the meantime, though, on our sofa today, we have the one and only Mr. Simon Lepore. Hello, hello. How are you? I do like saying your surname. It's quite posh, isn't it? Where does your surname come from? It's Swiss Italian. Swiss Italian. uh, My uh, father's side's from Sardinia now, because that's where they all ended up. Cheese and... Cheese and um, Cheese sardines. And I like <laughs> it. It's very good. Sounds like a good night. <laughs> now, we're going to be talking to you in a little while time because it is that time again, everybody. It's that time again where we deal with the local elections. Yeah, it's. I think everyone's having a little flaw. I was, I was saying to your colleague earlier, I've come off a long weekend where postal votes have already landed. People are actually already voting oh. and sending them back into council. And uh, um, which party are you affiliated with? Well, I'm here from the Liberal Democrats. Yay. I mean, it's exciting, isn't it? You've been uh, in the, the bar where I work recently. There's been a lot of celebrations, lots of cheers for, for things that you've achieved yeah. and stuff, such as... Yeah, no, um, Alan Good got elected in a local by-election in May in Ancoats and Beswick. Yeah. And that's actually a ward that we will be watching and are still campaigning in. Cool. And you've got someone called Chris Northwood, um, who, if elected, this may will be the first openly trans councillor on Manchester City Council. You see progression Ooh, in the Lib Dems, Progression. Do you, do you vote? Don't tell me I, who you vote for. I, I do vote, yeah. Yes? Yeah. Every, every time that you're meant to vote? Yes, I've Good. since I was 18. Because I think there's a lot of people that still don't think voting's important. I think under the system we've got, it, you know, it can seem that way. Um, but I'll say to everyone, if you're getting leaflets through your door, yeah. uh, if you're getting phone calls, if you're getting knocks on the door, you live in an area that's competitive, which means it's close. Um, and not many people get to live in those areas in this country at the moment. No. So um, get out and use your vote. Wonderful. Don't lose it. I'm looking forward it to it. It feels me. worth this ferry in particular. Is that where you're from? See, I'm city centre. Who am I looking for in city centre then from Lib Dems? So I think you've got John Bridges and... Um, 
Joe Lynch, maybe. I've got to remember the full list of candidates there. Well, joining us right now is the one and only Davina DiCampo, and she is performing in a marvellous musical rock. Just like that. It's very, very good, everybody, and I implore everyone to go and see it. Let's talk more about it with Davina DiCampo. Davina, welcome, my love. Hiya! It's been ages, Cocker. It's been ages. I know. I know. I've been off doing the do, like, you know, rehearsing, doing the stuff that you don't get to see. I mean, you've, you've also been in Chicago as well. We must mention that because that was a tour de force, apparently, according to all the reviewettes. Yeah, I think I did all right in that. That seemed to have done all right, thankfully. <laughs> and then from that, you've gone on to doing this wonderful uh, rock musical called uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Now, tell us all about the story, first of all. Yeah, so Hedwig moves from uh, East Germany. She meets a guy, moves to East Germany, uh, moves to America. They break up. She's, like, got a mother who doesn't really love her. Uh, the guy's just kind of using her. Um, and then she's, you know, scraping by, doing bits and pieces, meets this kid. Teaches him about rock and roll. They write loads of songs together. He becomes mega famous and steals all of her songs. And oh. she's follow. I know she's fo <laughs> she's following him round, uh, pretending that you know she's doing her gigs when really she's following round his gigs as well. So is top. it a star is born then? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit like that. Yeah. She and she's, you know, there's a lot has gone on in her life. There is a lot mm -hmm. gone on. <laughs> and do we get to find out what's gone on in her life, or is it kind of Absolutely. just explained and left? Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. yeah. You find all of that stuff out as the story progresses. You get kind of it's like pockets of time explan explanations throughout the show. Um, so there's no like clear narrative, or you know, but there's like pockets of memories of time that you. So you fight, you build up this picture of what her life has been like, which kind of explains why she is the way that she is. And uh, the songs in this, I'm not overly familiar with them. I'm familiar with the character that you're playing because, I mean, it's been done by so many fantastic award-winning actors. I'm, I'm thinking of Doogie Howser himself there when I'm saying this. He's, he's had a go to answer. Um, wh what are you bringing to this character that's making it divinid? Um. We've approached Hedwig in a bit of a different way to a lot of other people. Like before, a lot of people have played her strictly as like a drag queen. But she talks about how she's, you know, working in, uh, a, she's the checkout girl, she's babysitting. So it doesn't make much sense for her to just be a drag queen because I, I don't know many drag queens who are going to turn up for an eight-hour shift at Aldi in a sequin frock. So it's more of a, it's more of a, an identity. <laughs> you do. You know you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know a couple. Mm. I don't know loads of them. Um, so it's more of an identity. You know, she's, she is, she is female uh, presenting and she's definitely more on the female side of the gender spectrum is, is, and that's how we've kind of looked at this. Um, yeah. And it makes more sense in terms of the show as well to have her like that, to have her as a, a fully realised human being rather than a, a caricature or, you know, a, a persona that's put on top. And why have you chose to be part of this then, Davina? 
Um, well, I mean, I'm really, really lucky. The director, Jamie Fletcher, and I have known each other for 20 years. We've done loads of work together. We did Dancing Bear that was at the Palace, actually. We did that together. Um, and uh, she has been given this opportunity to direct a, a large-scale piece. And I'm really grateful that she decided I would be the person she'd like to work with on it. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's obvious when you look at the character and you look at you as a performer and as a, as an actress. I mean, it is a role that is very much suited to you, perhaps more so than your role in Chicago as Mary Sunshine. Yeah, definitely, I'd say so because she's she's full of trauma. She's got real serious mental health problems. She's <laughs> uh, she's, she's definitely mm. like non-binary or genderqueer. You know, she's she's not part of the binary in that you know strict sense. So, yeah, in terms of, you know, where I sit in my life and my experiences and what I bring as an act, an actor and performer, yeah, it does make sense for me as a, as a role, absolutely. And for those people that don't know this musical, what song would you say is the most familiar to them? That they go, oh, right, that's from there. Um, there's loads of songs in it which I think people might know and then, and then they just didn't realise that it was from Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um, but the... The, probably the most well-known ones are uh, The Origin of Love and then Wig oh. in a Box, which is like, I put on some makeup, turn up the hate track. Uh, yeah, it's, it, this, it's really great music. It's a rock musical and it's kind of described as like a musical for people who don't like musicals. Because um, it's, it's like this weird blend of cabaret, drag, uh, gig, and a musical all mixed into one. Um, so, it, you know, it's definitely, it doesn't have the same feeling as like, you know, the Phantom of the Opera or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Mind you, that's classed as a rock uh, musical as well, isn't it? Mm, go figure. Yeah, um, um, so it's here. <laughs> Who knows? It's here um, at the moment here in Manchester and it's here to the 11th of May. Davina, why should people come and watch this? Because it's great. It's great fun. And it's very much, even though the show was written 25 years ago, you know, the, the issues that it's dealing with are very much of this time. Um, really, really pertinent to what's going on politically and socially in the UK right now. Um, and it's great fun. It's very funny. The songs are really good. And the band are kick-ass. Like, they're fantastic. So if you just like good music... You'll love this show. And if you want something that's going to make you laugh, maybe make you cry, this is also going to tick those boxes for you. Brilliant. So this is a Home and Leeds Playhouse co-production. Like I say, it's been here since 27th of April. It's here till the 11th of May. And, well, I need to see this. I feel I need to... Oh, one more question. You're playing somebody from Germany. Are you fully doing a German accent? Yes, of course, darling. That, it has to be with the German accent. Otherwise, it makes, it makes no sense. <laughs> wow. You're very talented, aren't you, Flair? I tell you. <laughs> I've practiced. I've practiced a lot. It's not talent. I've practiced. I've put the work the, in. <laughs> they're doing a touring version of a lower low. That's your next part in there, isn't it? I can see that. Oh, yeah. Hey, boom. <laughs> I, I want to be French instead. I want to be one of the maids. I want to be one of the uh, people working in the cafe. I could see it. Oh, Rene. I could see you doing oh, all that, my love. Rene. Rene. Um, oh, no. <laughs> you're, you're still as crazy as ever. You got a show today? Yeah, <laughs> show today. 
One show today, two shows tomorrow, show on Friday, two shows Saturday. Come, come, come. No matter how hard I try, you keep pushing me aside and I can't break through. There's no talking to you. Does he love you? I want to know. I love that you went for that, and I was going to hey. go with She's a survivor, Catherine Parr. What the blinking hell are you See, doing? See, do you know what? This made sense to Danielle. Please welcome Danielle Stairs. Now, that was six in the tone of Cher. Oh, is that, that what that was? Because she played Catherine Parr. I'm, I'm wasted on this show. I mean, welcome, Danielle Stairs, to the show. I mean, we, we have been following your career here in Manchester with... Much your enthusiasm because, of course, you started doing um, the wonderful uh, Love musical here. And uh, let's just say the second time round, it was nowhere near as good without you in it, my love. But, you oh, know, I can say God. that it's true, though. It's very true. And now you join us because you're part of the Share Show. I am, yes. How exciting. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, how are you? What are you playing in this? So, three shares um, oh, because Cher is a whole lot of woman and it takes three of us to play her so I play middle Cher um, All right. so I'm called Lady so I play like the 70s Cher yeah. um, like I've got the long wig um, <gasps> proper Cher, Cher. proper Cher I yeah lots Cher. of hair tossing you know yeah oh my god so is there a story to this then or is it a concert there is a story. So it's basically the life story of Sherilyn Sarkeesian, which is Cher, from the Cher. age of six to about present day. Um, that's so, a long old show. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> that's at that point. It takes three of us to play her. Yes, but it's, it's very quick. It's very quick. It's, it's really good. It's really good. Now, the show's been going on for quite a while. It had a bit of a, a run over in Broadway. Mm. What makes this show, version of it different for a UK audience? Um, well, I think with our version, there's a lot more heart. It's not just about the songs, it's about the story. And Rick Ellis, who wrote the book for Jersey Boys, as well as The Share Show, has done a great job of fitting in as much as he can in such little time. Um, and I think the reason it's so different is that there's a lot more grit to this show. Um, yeah. I feel like it's a lot more stripped back. Um, and you get all the feels. You, you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, you're going to want to get up and dance. Like... It's just got a bit of everything and the costumes, the set, the lighting, just everything is just mind blowing. It's amazing. Well, we know you can handle any kind of songs. So, I mean, what songs are you particularly as Lady taking on in this? Yeah, so I get to do a couple of the older songs, the Sunny and Cher songs, so like Living in a House Divided and um, 
Ain't Nobody's Business, but then I get to sing Bang Bang. I get to sing Song for the Lonely. I get to sing a bit of Believe. I get to sing Strong Enough. Um, we all sleep alone. I've got some pretty epic songs in the show. I'm thrilled. That sounds like a hell of a massive show then. So what can we expect to see? With well, Obviously, you're covering like three eras almost, like you say. You've got mm-hmm. Lady, you've got... What's, We've what's got other Babe, babe? babe Lady Star, yes. <sighs> so what can we expect to see from this as an overall aspect? Can we think we're going to get really in touch with the share the share show, I guess? Absolutely. I mean, you. we have to embody share as much as we can, but it's not a tribute show. We're not trying to be share, but we have sort of like our mannerisms, our voices, um, the costumes are so incredible by Gabriella Slade, who did the, the costumes for Six and also the Spice oh, yeah. Girls tour. Oh, I love um, the costumes for Six. Like, honestly, just, you, you're going to see Cher without seeing Cher, um, but it's not a tribute act. It is her life story. It's a musical. Um, and we end with a massive concert with all the chains and the leather and the lace, and it's just a massive concert at the end. And you can get it's your phones out. It's important to say that it's not a tribute because, I mean, you had people or, or even they're not, it's not the real Cher. She's not actually there because you had a couple of people yesterday walk out, didn't you, thinking they were expecting to see the real Cher? Yeah, no, they didn't. They oh, they bought, did. They bought um, probably £30 tickets in Sunderland to see what they thought <laughs> was Cher. I mean, beggars believe. But we did we did have some awful comments to start with. You know, they don't look anything like Cher. They don't sound anything like Cher. But it's not about that. It's but it's her life to story. Me, and to me, as a big fan of Cher, Cher is not it, as much as she is a person. This will sound really crazy, yeah. but bear with. I'll go along. Go on She's ahead. an energy, isn't yeah. she? And I think that's what people need to realise when they're coming watching the show. I, I hope that you, you know, you deliver the three of you with your lovely ensemble cast mm-hmm. uh, the the embodiment of what Cher's energy is all about. Absolutely, and I saw a lot of comments that have sort of said like we all have a different aspect of Cher, and we all bring something different as Cher, but collectively together, like as a whole, it just works. And that's so wonderful. I mean, Debbie Currup, who plays Star, and Millie O'Connell, who plays Babe, they are just the dream, like, the dream. It's, it's just so wonderful working with the two of them because we have to be one person. We have to connect and be as one. And I think we do it really, really well. So it's quite yeah. nice, even just as you as you mentioned those those three as, as performers, because you're all so diverse as performers anyway. I've seen Millie yes. quite a few times and you're all so diverse as performers did you think that really you brought an element of yourself to the role of course and i think we we can sort of bring an element of ourselves to the role playing her in such different eras i mean millie's playing that vulnerable shy trying to find her feet share and find her confidence because Cher is painfully shy, which a lot of people don't know. Um, and then sort of with me, I've got the bit, a bit more of the confidence and the sass. And I've got some fantastic one-liners where I feel like it's a bit of me. Um, and then star Debbie just brings this powerfulness and this richness. And it's just wonderful to see Cher evolve over these three eras, which she has done in her life. It sounds fantastic. Now, this is coming to Manchester, and we are giddy, everybody. Now, tickets for this, I have to tell you, Danielle, I don't know if you keep up with ticket sales, but this has already gone near enough. Yeah, It's oh, already amazing. gone. I can't People wait for are, Manchester. It's going to be amazing. We'll have another yeah. night out in Revolution to Cuba. <laughs> Absolutely. 
said nobody ever. I've still not recovered from that night. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> this lady, everybody knows how to partay. She really does. For now, though, Danielle, thank you so much for your time. Thank I you. want everybody to come and watch the show. The share show, everybody, coming very, very soon to Manchester. Danielle, thank you. Hi, I'm Hayley, and welcome to this week's On The Box. Now, if you haven't already, pop onto ITV Hub and pick out the thief, his wife, and the canoe. It's about John Darwin, who faked his own death, and it's based on the true story. It's absolutely brilliant. I think there's like four episodes or something like that. I'm Still Loving Girls over on Netflix. That's a comedy series, and it actually got two Golden Globes. And British drama The Rising on Sky and Now TV is about a young lady who was killed, and she uses her new psychic powers um, and psychic ability to find out who her killer is. Um, also, adult material on all four, that is absolutely outstanding. It's about a porn star who's been working in the industry for a very long time, like 20 years or something like that. And she stands up for a younger girl who's new to the industry and she stands up against the industry as well. It's absolutely brilliant. Do have a go at that. I think there's like four or five episodes of that. And if you fancy a documentary, I also watched last week um, on ITV Hub, DNA Journey, My DNA Journey, and it had Rula Lenska and Maureen Lippmann, and they were travelling all over the place, um, including Poland, um, different places like that, and Hull, um, and it was just really, really interesting. Now, that's it from me. I shall catch you next time, and remember, stronger together. Bye. Next up on the show is a man who is no stranger to the musical world. Please welcome Adam Cooper. Hello, Hi. Adam. Hi, how you doing? I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Very good, yeah. Now, you're obviously here to talk to us about a very specific show, but whenever I like to interview people, I like to talk a little bit about you first before we even get on to that. So you're well-versed in many a form of dance. What made you get into it? I got into it because um, when I was growing up, I loved the movies, um, particularly one starring uh, Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire. And my brother and I, my brother's a year older than me, and we used to dance around the living room trying to be <laughs> Fred and Gene. And um, our father used to play the piano for the local dancing school in London. And, um, and we asked if we could go and start tap dancing. Um, and we did. I think I was about six my brother was seven and uh, yeah we started tap dancing then from there we went into into learning ballet and um and it sort of all went on from there really then we all, we started learning all the other different types of dance and we were already singing quite a lot because our dad was a musician um and uh, and doing little acting things as well being in the local pantomimes 
and doing shows with the school. So it was kind of in our blood, really. There was, <laughs> there was no hope. <laughs> we were definitely going. It was like, past. this was it. I'm, I'm being a dancer and it's all even set out for me. It's, exactly. it's fantastic. You know, because you, you've, had, you've had such a career with it as well. Obviously, the show we're here to talk about is Singing in the Rain. It's not even the first time you've done that show. You did it originally back in 2004. I did. Yeah, I did it in 2004. Um, we did a production of it at Sadler's Wells Theatre in London and uh, at the Haymarket Theatre in Leicester. Um, and then I returned to it when uh, Jonathan Church, who was running Chichester Festival Theatre at the time, uh, approached me about doing it uh, in 2011, which is the first time we've done this production that, that we're bringing to yeah. Manchester. Um, and I was kind of a bit I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it again, um, but the first time I did it in 2004, I, I um, took on the stupid task of choreographing it as well as playing John Lockwood <laughs> and ended up doing neither, neither role um, probably as, as best as I could because it was a short rehearsal period and we kind of threw it on. And um, even though I loved doing the show, I thought the chance to do it again um, and just concentrate on the role um, would be great. And, and of course, you know, since then, I mean, you know, we're talking nearly 12 years ago and um, and it's still going strong. <laughs> it's, it's one of those shows, isn't it? You know, it's one of those shows you know you can come back to. And, and obviously, since you've got such a strong connection, having you know, choreographed and played the roles, you've got such a strong connection. It's, it reminds me a bit like with Blood Brothers, you know, you always have the same sort of actors that always come back and do it. So it's nice that you have that connection, not only to the show and the role that the audience can have that. People have seen it back in 2011, 2004, could be like, I want to come see this because I've seen him in it already. But this isn't the only thing people have seen you in, obviously. You're far well known for uh, for appearing in the end of a film, uh, a, t a film where you played a 25-year-old character. Um, I think he's known as Billy Elliot. He was a bit of a dancer, wasn't he? I think that was his name, yeah. I, I seem to vaguely remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. That that film, I think pe people know me more for doing that, I think it was one minute on screen <laughs> than all the theatre work I've done over the last kind of uh, 30 years, um, which is, is quite incredible, really. But it's lovely. I mean, Billy Elliot was a lovely film to be a part of because uh, when we did it, you know, we, we weren't sure that it was going to become this kind of phenomenon that it became in the same way that oh, yeah. um, when I did Matthew Bourne's Swan Lake, um, which is what we did at the end of Billy Elliot, um, we didn't know that was going to be a kind of become a, a global phenomenon. And, and so to be a part of two things that, you know, it started off as little small projects and then just became these massive things was, um, yeah, I was very lucky. It's almost a bit, I suppose, like you're, you're singing in the rain in 2011. You started off as a little project. You're like, I want to work on this here. And now you're back doing it. So tell us more about singing in the rain as a thing, because I know there's, so many liters of water involved how do you not slip and fall <laughs> well to tell you the truth <laughs> when we first did it in chichester i fell quite a few times <laughs> we hadn't quite sussed out all of the floor it's amazing they've got this this uh, incredible floor for the main part of the stage which they sourced from america which is a kind of uh i think they use it around swimming pools and it's so that when it's wet it doesn't become too slippy and right. That part of the floor was always brilliant, and I never slipped on that. But around the edge of the stage, we have a sort of pavement. And the first time we did it, it was just some sort of, you know, MDF that they put down. And I must have gone over, I don't know how many times. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, quite a few times. 
So when we, I when imagine you every day just putting your foot out, just going, "Am I gonna? Am I? Gonna, nope, nope. We're all right. We're all right." Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was it was a uh, yeah, it was quite an interesting run. <laughs> just the, but when when we found out we were transferring it to the West End to the Palace Theatre for a long run, yes. Um, you know, I had a chat with with the team and said, "Listen, if if, if we're going to do this for a long time, can we tr- please have a look at the floor and see if there's anything we can do, just to make it less uh, less uh, dangerous uh, for for us dancers on it?" And and they sorted it out. You know, they they found a really good a, a good floor for it. And um, and since then, touch wood. I haven't slipped. Um, Let's live and hope that at the the opera house, the same thing won't happen then. Exactly, exactly. But, but I mean, you're with the, us. Oh no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, the, the you know one of the highlights of the show for me is being able to do that number and to get the audience reaction and and uh, and just feel the kind of uh, the amazing feeling of dancing in the rain i mean it's just it is an incredible feeling um, oh absolutely and it's it's incredible for everyone to see yeah and it, and for, for, for in order to make to you know for it to be safe you know it, it was so important to, to sort of sort it out <laughs> no it's it's incredible like it's an incredible show it's very well known throughout for the film for the show it's like i say it's at the opera house on the 9th of may until the 14th of may give us some reasons why should people come and see this show you know, it's the ultimate feel-good show. Uh, the amount of people that have contacted me after coming to see the show saying that, you know, they'd had a bad year, they'd had a bad day, yeah. they'd had a bad week, um, they were feeling down, they come and see the show, and it, it brings joy back into people's lives. And, and it does for us as a company doing it. But I think for the audience as well, it's just such a happy, um, joyful show. I mean, you know the most amazing song and dance numbers like singing in the rain, like Moses supposes, like good morning. Yeah. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on um, and, and great acting performances. And it's just, yeah, the spectacle of it, I think is what people are surprised by. And it's such a slick, beautifully well-maintained show. Um, I think people will genuinely love it and, uh, and will, will, will come out of it singing and dancing and, uh, and perhaps a little bit once as well. Well, that's what you want, isn't it? Just a little bit wet and you've had a great time. I think that just starts a great night, if you ask me. Well, thank you very much, Adam, for joining us. It sounds like an incredible show and we can't wait to see it. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Hello, Michael here with everything you need to know that's happening in and around our region in the next week. Now, if you're a fan of Wham or George Michael, you won't want to miss the Everything She Wants tribute tour arriving in at the Opera House on Friday. Make new memories whilst reliving old classics from Careless Whisper to Club Tropicana and pick up tickets from just £22.50 over on the ATG website. On the same night and just slightly further up Key Street at the Blues Kitchen is a tribute to the iconic Amy Winehouse. Celebrating Amy looks at the life and music of one of the UK's most prolific and influential singer-songwriters. Tickets are just £8 from Sea Tickets. And finally, one for your May Bank Holiday Monday. Did you know that Manchester is the only place in the world that you can obtain a degree in ancient Egyptian mummy studies? Or that the Rolls-Royce partnership was established in the Midland Hotel? Find out all of this and more with the Heritage Walk around the city, organised by Curious About Manchester. All you have to do is head over to their website, purchase an interactive booklet and start searching the city. 
don't forget, if there's anything that you think I should be covering, then give me a shout over on our Twitter. It's at YourMCR, and I'll see you again soon. It's Joe Britton. You know a sculpting performance coach for another minute of Mary Jo. This one is a super quick and easy go-to tool. It's one of my favourites if you're feeling particularly stressed. For some of us, when we feel anxious and stressed, we really feel the tension in our bodies. For me, I feel it really stiff in my jaw or in my shoulders, or maybe I clasp my fist really, really tightly and I'm often not aware that I'm doing it. So next time you feel stressed, do a quick body scan, close your eyes, where are you feeling it in the body? And if it's with contracted muscles, here's the super cool, quick technique that you can use and it's give your body a vigorous 30 second shake and it dissipates all those stressful emotions and that stressful energy throughout the body. A little bit like if you ever see an animal in the wild that's been under threat and they've been chased and afterwards when it's safe they'll shake out their body so give it a go you'll be really amazed about how super simple and how effective it is i'll be back next time for another minute of mojo in the meantime you can connect with me on my instagram account joebritton.mojo Today's episode of Your Manchester has been powered by Talk Talk's Future Fibre, which is up to 23 times faster than standard broadband, proving that some things are better faster. Future Fibre is now available here in Manchester. To find out more, search Talk Talk Future Fibre, subject to local availability. 